This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, November 3rd. Brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag loses $3 billion to drought. Solar farms replace ag farms. Fertilizer supplies get UN focus and food makers IFDA reforms. The drought has cost agriculture $3 billion. UC Merced researchers estimate the drought has cost California agriculture $3 billion over the last two years. The fallowing of more than 700,000 acres of land this year has led to $1.7 billion in losses. In 2021, the industry lost $1.3 billion in revenue. The indirect impacts to the processing sector were double that of production agriculture at nearly $6 billion. The researchers will publish the final report very soon. PPIC sets potential in replacing farms with solar. The San Joaquin Valley will lose up to a million acres of farmland over the next 20 years that due to the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. That brings a high potential for developing new solar projects to meet the state's clean energy goals, according to a new paper from the Public Policy Institute of California. Renting farmland out for solar generation can draw five times more revenue than some annual crops. It even exceeds the value of orchard crops on occasion. The researchers point out that the valley has already installed enough solar farms to generate more than three gigawatts of electricity and more than 20 gigawatts worth of projects are lined up. The policy report outlines hurdles like developing a local workforce, simplifying permitting and linking following with energy planning efforts. During a PPIC discussion on the topic, Huron Mayor Ray Leon stressed that taking land out of production means lost jobs. He estimated that every thousand acres of idle land leads to 250 fewer jobs each year. For a farm worker city in the nation's top ag county, that adds up to a $108 million loss to the local economy. Lorelai Aviat, who directs land use planning for Kern County, said it goes beyond jobs to losing processing plants, local hardware stores, and property and sales tax revenue. She described the Williamson Act as outdated since it can take a farmer nine years to exit a conservation easement contract. She argued that penalizes farmers who have no water to grow anything. UN emphasizes importance of Russian fertilizer. Russia has once again cleared the way for grain to move out of the Black Sea region. Now, United Nations officials are working to ensure that Russian fertilizer can be exported as well. Russian government officials, including President Vladimir Putin, complained bitterly about the country's difficulty in exporting fertilizer to Europe and other markets leading up to Russia's four-day suspension of its participation in the Black Sea Grain Initiative. A U.N. spokesman, Stefan Dejarik, said yesterday that Russia demanded no conditions for its renewed involvement in the initiative. 
but said the U.N. is working with European Union, U.K., and U.S. officials to facilitate Russian fertilizer exports, and we very much hope to see progress in that department. Keep in mind, when Ukraine, Turkey, Russia, and the U.N. signed the Black Sea Grain Initiative on July 22nd, they also agreed on a separate deal to allow the unimpeded flow of Russian fertilizer and wheat exports. It's hugely important that Russian fertilizer gets to the world so that we don't find ourselves looking down the barrel of hunger after the next harvest. That the word of U.N. Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs, Martin Griffiths, on Monday. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Food makers set priorities for FDA. The Consumer Brands Association, which represents many major food manufacturers, has rolled out nine priority policies for modernizing the Food and Drug Administration. At the top of the list for the group is a commitment from FDA to carry out timely reviews of new regulations. Sarah Gallo, Consumer Brands Association Vice President of Product Policy, says that's important with the administration's new focus on front-of-package labeling and FDA's proposed healthy food rule. Other CBA priorities, including modernizing inspections, recalls, labeling, and IT infrastructure, creating new FDA industry collaborative models for guidance development, and improving approaches for chemicals management. The bottom line, while well, citing lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic and the ongoing Reagan-Udall Foundation review of FDA, Gallo says the time is right to start talking about changes at FDA that will ultimately address consumer needs. CBA says a decade ago the expectation would have been modernizing FDA to move at the speed of business. Today, it is essential that FDA move at the speed of the consumer meeting their rapidly changing preferences and demands. FMC sees higher prices and lower costs in 2023. Agrochemical FMC is forecasting a solid year for business in 2023 based on the strong commodity markets and firms' ability to sustain its price increases. Because of solid farmer demand, President and CEO Mark Douglas told analysts yesterday FMC expects the crop protection market to grow in the low to mid-single digits next year. This favorable backdrop combined with our continued pricing actions, strong demand for our newest technologies, and further market access gains will provide solid support for profitable growth in 2023, Douglas said. He said the company's margin should grow in the last half of the year as costs for raw materials and logistics start to ease. USDA rolls out processing capacity expansion funds. 
projects across the country are set to receive funding from the Department of Agriculture initiatives seeking to expand the number of processing facilities available to livestock producers. The funding comes via loans and grants and tops $223 million. Some 21 states are set to receive funding in this first round of announcements through USDA's Meat and Poultry Processing Expansion Program, the concept of which USDA first announced last year. USDA expects the announcement to expand beef, pork, and mixed processing capacity by half a million head per year and poultry processing by 34 million birds per year, according to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. All told, the projects are estimated to create about 1,100 long-term jobs, a figure Vilsack noted does not include the construction jobs required to build or expand funded facilities. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Well, here's today's He Said It. Main Street was like downtown L.A. That's Mayor Leon celebrating the days when Euron came to life following the lettuce harvest. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, November 3rd. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.